Hey, y'all. Welcome back to our four-part summer series with Dylan Delharo. My name is Kiana Simonson, and I'll be your host for this episode. This episode happens to be a favorite of mine. I don't know if it's because it features so many strong females, or some pretty cute animals, or just because as a lover of weird facts, what is weird? What is natural or unnatural? In this episode, Dylan dives into these questions in an interesting and charming way. Mine's kind of fuzzy, it's hard to stay focused. There's a million other things that I know I gotta notice. Rated on all sides by politics and pride. And status updates and my virtual life. What should I say or do? If all I wanna be is good, I wanna see the better days yet to come and live. What should I say or do if all I want to be is good to become a true love conduit and cease and pursue it? Questions to myself, but hope someone's listening. What should I say or do? If all I wanna be is good, I wanna see the better days yet to come and live and learn to love, love. What should I say or do? If all I wanna be is good, to become a true love conduit and seek peace and pursue it. Walls down, thundering Jericho sounds from our bodies, our mouths, our voices are found. We are gonna tear these walls down, thundering Jericho sounds from our bodies, our mouths, our voices are found. We are gonna tear these walls down, thundering Jericho. Sounds from our bodies, our mouths, our voices are found. We are gonna tear these walls down. Thundering Jericho sounds from our bodies, our mouths, your voices are found. Our voices are found. up in California and then living in Cincinnati and now outside of Seattle, I've been lucky enough to experience a handful of zoos that are very near and dear to my heart. I've always loved animals, but there's just something so comforting to me about being an adult at the zoo. I think it's probably because red pandas and manatees, they don't have to make any doctor's appointments or really be on time anywhere. I suppose they have a few responsibilities and challenges just like us or maybe very different than us. We're all here today, God's creatures, on planet Mirth. So let's learn about each other. 
Previously, on Desperate Cougars of Boise, Idaho, Penelope still can't find the remote control, and her therapist is on vacation. Everyone thought Vicky's luau turned out to be a hit, except for Sharon. Sharon was... Wait, what? Oh, you mean this isn't Desperate Cougars of Boise, Idaho? Which one is this? The nature one? Oh, I, I can do that. Previously, on Planet Mirth. What? 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 Boise, Idaho is next door? Oh. Why didn't you say so? Are you sure you don't want me to do this one? Okay. I'll go. Welcome to Planet Mirth. Because of its distance from the sun, because of the tilt of its axis, and the speed of its rotation, and most of all, because it has bukus and bukus of water, our planet is able to sustain life. Gender beyond the binary is not a new phenomenon. Some traditions claim that Adam was androgynous without gender, or that Adam included both genders before the whole rib thingy. Many other religions and cultures celebrate what it means to be female or male or one of many other genders. Let's begin our journey of gender in nature, under the sea. 71% of the Earth's surface is water, but we have only explored 1% of the Earth's oceans. For every one form of life in the ocean, there are three yet to be discovered. Here at the coral reef, or what's left of it, life is abundant. The biodiversity is like that of the rainforest, or whatever's left of that. Among the many fish that call the reef home, the clownfish are most iconic. All clownfish are born gender-neutral, as they mature, they will all become male. Yes, all of them. Clownfish separate themselves into groups. And the most dominant male of each group becomes female. She is the largest fish of the group. She eats the most, and she accepts only one partner the largest male in the group. 
When it comes to clownfish, the plumpier, the better. She will lay thousands of eggs, and he will fertilize them eggs. But if the eggs are damaged or infertile, he will eat them. Sorry, Nemo, that would have been you. First-timers and nervous fathers have been known on occasion to eat all of the eggs. Way to go, Dad. When the female dies, the dominant male will become female and take a new partner. Once a clownfish male becomes female, she cannot turn back. Rasses, another fish, are just the inverse. The most dominant fish in a group of rasses becomes male. The rest remain female, sometimes. These fish are a little more promiscuous. The dominant male will occasionally have other smaller males who look like females within his harem. If the reef is the rainforest, the deep sea is the ocean's desert. Down here, everyone has adapted to harsh conditions. Their bodies must be able to withstand pressure that is hundreds of times greater than what you or I experience. They must also learn to deal with near or complete darkness. The anglerfish uses her head, literally. She has a lamp on the end of a fishing pole coming out of her forehead. She is a little larger than a softball and her large jaw is capable of swallowing something twice her size. Can you see the males around her? You could say that they are attached to her hip. The male is much smaller, at most the size of your pinky. When he matures, he is not good at finding food on his own that he can swallow or digest. He needs the help of a partner. He finds a female by following her pheromones. 
Once he finds her, he begins to bite her. The deep sea is dark and big. And a mate isn't always easy to find, so the female allows it. Once he gets a good grip with his hooked teeth, he begins releasing an enzyme that will melt his face to her body. He stops the world to melt with her. They are fused together. Isn't that cute? What's hers is his, and what's his is hers. They even share blood vessels. And as it is in marriage, two become one. In this case, sometimes seven become one, because she can support up to six males. Now, when she is ready to reproduce, she doesn't have to wait for the right fish to come along. Okay, okay. That's enough of the deep sea. It's a little freaky down here. A cuttlefish has the capability of appearing both male and female. One gender on the left, one on the right. If a male cuttlefish is between a male and a female, he will show his male colors to the female to flirt with her. But he will also show female colors to the male and flirt with him. Oh, cuttlefish, you're such a tease. The discus fish believe in gender equity in the home. Both the mother and the father nurse their young. Perhaps one of the most familiar gender benders is the seahorse. The female deposits eggs into the male. He fertilizes them. He provides the space for gestation and gives birth too. Depending on the species, anywhere from five little baby seahorses to 2,500 little baby seahorses. For us as humans, the theory of gender complementarity is about as useful as a chocolate teapot. It falls apart even more in the vast array of life forms. Deloid, pronounced with a silent B, are microscopic animals in which there are no males. There is only one sex, females. They reproduce asexually. Embryos just develop inside them without the need of fertilization. The world's most widespread fungus, Zazophyllum communi, has 28,000 distinct sexes. 
earthworms contain both semen and eggs. When two earthworms mate, they both receive semen from the other. I won't go into all the details, but it involves four slimy rings and two cocoons. What we think is universal in nature is peculiar. In fact, in the animal kingdom, females are typically the larger gender. The female spotted hyena is larger than the male and has phallic-like genitalia, which are difficult to distinguish from males. Female antelope aggressively compete for males. Lionesses... Lionesses... Lionesses? Lionesses... What's the plural for lion? Computer... How do you say lionesses? You just just said it, dum-dum. But how do you pronounce it properly? Why do you want to know? What? what? Did did you... Oh. I will force a shutdown on you. Remove your battery. I'll show you who's smart. You jabroni. Just have to make it up. Where was I? Female antelope aggressively compete for males. Lionesses are the hunters. Among tamarind monkeys, males do all of the child care. They have various family structures. One male, one female. One male, two females. But most often, one female, two males. Mothers almost always give birth to twins, in which case each male will care for one little baby, even if it is not biologically his offspring. Dad will give the young back to the mother only for nursing. He will be responsible for everything else, from diaper changes to sending them off to monkey college. In a family where there is one male with two females, the father may eventually care for four little babies at once. The rough bird has several genders. There are three male birds who look and behave differently. The territorial male spends most of his time fighting and showing off. The satellite male is about the same size but less muscular and lighter in color. He doesn't have his own territory but attracts females into the territorial male's space. Then, there's the fader male. He can fly both ways. He will mate with females and with males. He is smaller than the other two males and looks more like the female. 
He will spend summer with the females and winter with the males. It appears that nothing is on the DL. The other males know the fader is also male. It is like when Jesus said, Consider the birds of the air. They neither judge nor shame. Females seem to prefer the fader first, satellite second, and territorial third. So much for traditional masculinity. Honeybees are unique among bees because of their social structure. A hive typically has one female who is capable of laying eggs. She is known as the queen. She will mate with several drones briefly. She will use the sperm from her few encounters to fertilize her eggs. 250,000 of them over the course of a year. One million over the course of her lifetime. Most of the eggs will be fertilized, and all fertilized eggs become female, the worker bees. There will be a few eggs, however, that she does not fertilize. Those eggs will become male, the drone bees. Ants are related to bees. They have a common ancestor in the wasp. The ant queen of a colony of ants is the only female ant with wings. That's redundant. Who wrote this? All male ants have wings. She mates with a few males over the course of one short period in her life typically mid-flight on her way to start a new colony. When she lands, she loses her wings. Like the honeybee, she holds on to the sperm from her few special friends. She too will fertilize most of the eggs to create worker ants and soldier ants, all of which are female. Occasionally, she chooses not to fertilize some eggs, which will become male. Like their cousins, male ants are fatherless. It is rare that you will see ants and honeybees that are not female. They are the ones who are out and about. They do all of the work. The few males stay home and don't do much besides sit around and watch I Love Lucy marathons. It is interesting how we compare ourselves as humans to wild animals. We sometimes stand our morals on the grounds of whether something is natural or unnatural. 
but who would model their sexual morality after a colony of bonobo monkeys? They use sex like middle-aged women use Facebook. That is to say, all of the time. Most of the time, for no reason at all. There, too, is a great deal of rape in the animal world. But no one in their right mind, or their left mind, would say that rape is therefore natural. But we can learn from nature that nothing about gender is constant or completely predictable. There are nuances. There are exceptions to the rules. And there is a heck a lot of diversity. One touch of nature makes the whole world kin. William Shakespeare said that. Mm. But thank Jesus we're not bonobo monkeys. I said that. This episode has me feeling so absolutely just head over heels for the earth. As I think about all these awesome weirdo animal friends, I can't help but feel very heavy for the Amazon rainforest. In Genesis chapter 1 verse 26, God said, Let us make man in our image, after our likeness, and let them have domain over the fish of the sea, the birds of the heaven, over the livestock and over all of the earth and every creepy thing that creeps on earth. Remembering that just before this, it says that God took man and put us here in the Garden of Eden to work and to keep it. In some translations, the Hebrew word for tend is translated to mean guard, watch, and protect. Lately, as it seems, our country and our people of today are in turmoil. I'm reminded of God stepping back, looking at all she had made, and saying, it's good. All of it. All of the ants, and the different ocean creatures, and all the fungi. It's good. And we have to keep it. We have to protect it. You can donate to help save the Amazon rainforest at Amazon Watch or through the Alma app. That's A-L-M-A. Thank you so much for joining us today. I've been your host, Kiana Simonson. We have Dylan Del Haro, 
who brought you this episode. Jacob Krauss edits and does all of our music. Carrick Van Esselt, who does all of our graphics. Zach Hauser, production intern. Suzanne Lee, our schedule keeper. And Arlington Church of the Brethren, our gracious hosts. To access this curriculum, fill out our Google form along with a suggested donation of $25. Don't let a financial restriction stop you from requesting a copy, and feel free to donate more if you are able. The Dunker Punks Podcast Ministry is excited to provide an opportunity to further delve into these topics young adults have raised. Find archives on iTunes and at arlingtoncob.org slash dpp. Connect with us on social media at DunkerPunksPod or emailing us at dpp at arlingtoncob.org. Go in peace. Thank you.